Welcome everybody, filibuster freestyle. It's a Friday morning, August 11th, 12th, 13th, 12th it was. When you're in the world of having a three month old baby, knowing the day of the week on the first try is pretty darn good. And being within two to three days of the right date, also pretty good. Gonna hit the theme song in a second. It's a hushed tones pod, but there's a lot going on in the sports world, despite the fact that here we are in early August. Preseason NFL is just getting started, and we're kind of in that quasi lull in the North American team sports part of the sports calendar. But actually, there's a lot going on in tennis. Even though Formula One's on a break, there's some stuff going on there. But the big thing is that as people are starting to forget what is becoming a forgettable 2022 Red Sox season, we got to talk about the fact that 2018's World Series has it's now starting to feel a little bit like, two, not, like 1918's World Series for the Red Sox in that somehow the team decided to trade away at the time its best player, Babe Ruth in 1918, Mookie Betts in 2018. I want to examine a little bit of, uh, we're going to get a, a curse of Mookie Betts. Now, I'm not convinced of it yet, but someone's got to say it out loud. Going to hit the theme song, and we'll come on back. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster Watch freestyle. Watch out for the filibuster. Filibuster. Freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. All right, theme song's in the book. Again, filibuster freestyle. By the way, getting closer and closer to our launch date for the five-part Season Zero of Season Ticket Showcase, which is our new podcast in which we talk to season ticket holders from various teams, ask a bunch of questions, learn a lot, have some fun conversations. Um, can also say, based on the first five episodes, because they are in the can, they are ready to go. We're just waiting on some merchandise, which we want to be able to provide details to you all for as well as soon as we can. But the production value is definitely much higher end. Um, than a typical filibuster freestyle. And that's because we, as we niche down into a very specific area, you know, we kind of feel like we know what we're going to talk about each week. We can throw a little bit more time into the editing process. Whereas with the filibuster freestyle, some weeks what we're going to talk about is very apparent. Some weeks it's a preordained idea. And some weeks it's like one of these filibusters where you're just kind of throwing out a few takes. But keep an eye out for Season Ticket Showcase. Keep an eye out for when we drop some merchandise. And uh, Marky Sal helping us out with that too, which is really exciting. All right, some quick stuff. Number one, Bill Russell. We covered him in our last pod. Passed away, age 88. Unbelievable career as a basketball player. Unbelievable life lives as a humanitarian, as an activist, as a pillar of the game, as... Really a straight shooter and an endearing figure. And the NBA decided yesterday they're going to retire his number six that he wore with the Celtics for his entire career. And my guess would be anybody who wears six currently would probably get to keep wearing six, but nobody would be newly issued the number six. And at some point, nobody in the league will wear number six. Super interesting. 
about the number six is it has been worn by several good players, most notably uh, Dr. J, Julius Irving, wore number six on the 76ers, and LeBron James, who has worn number six, I think, at least twice now in his career, once in Miami, once in L.A., I believe. Uh, but obviously, Dr. J did wear, I think, number 32, and he was with the New York Nets of the ABA back in the day. And LeBron um, obviously wore 23, and I think now wears 23 again, obviously. So other people have worn six, I'm sure. The number six is very interesting in basketball as the sixth man is kind of your first sub. Um, but then that, that number will be going into the rafters in all arenas, regardless of whether Bill Russell played for them or not. That's pretty cool. And for somebody who won 11 NBA championships and I believe a 13-year playing career, including at least one as a player coach, pretty seminal accomplishments that will likely never be touched by a player. So absolutely, as a Celtics fan, clearly I'm biased. I think it's a good idea. But you know what? It's, uh, and it helps to ensure that we don't just talk about the, be- the best winner in North American sports when they give out the MVP of the finals, but we can talk about it in arenas throughout the country, throughout the year. Heck, even hockey fans who go to a hockey arena where an NBA team also plays will say, why is the number six retired? Why is it probably in a different color and things like that in terms of the the uniform scheme? Because my guess would be similar to the Jackie Robinson piece in which the number 42 is hung, for instance, in Fenway Park. It looks different on purpose. So people ask the question, why is number 42 look different? And then people can learn about Jackie Robinson. Well, similarly, I would imagine that Bill Russell's number six will stand out in most arenas, if not all arenas, except for TD Garden in Boston, where he's already retired as a number. And people will ask the question, who is Bill Russell? And that's pretty cool. So very interested to see um, how how teams choose to honor and retire that number. But very, very pleased that the NBA actually did something that fans said about a week and a half ago in the wake of his immediate passing, and that they're actually going to do it. All right, I teased the Red Sox curse of the Mookie Betts, the Betts Bino, if you will. I'm not saying this is really what's going to happen. I hope it's not going to happen. In some ways, I'm saying it out loud. So, you know, some poor souls in 70 years don't have to be like, wow, nobody nobody saw the signs that they were going to curse themselves again. But here I'm saying, here's what I'm saying. As the Red Sox continually refuse to pay their homegrown players if the homegrown players won't take a hometown discount. And then they try to bring in people from the outside who are, quote, value, but they still spend a lot of money on. As they continue to exhibit the ability and desire and willingness to do this, and we've covered this a lot with Jeremy and Andrew on the Sports Jerks pods. You can go back a few weeks in our feed and find us talking about just this. You know, as ownership starts to become the villain, despite having delivered championships, it harkens back to a time when the Red Sox had singular, all-time great hitter and pitcher, George Herman, Babe Ruth. And in those days, in 1918, 1919, they sold him for money, for cash, so the owner of the team could put on a production of No No Nanette 
which was a play, whether on Broadway or off-Broadway, that Harry Frazzi, the owner of the Red Sox in 1918, decided was more important than having Babe Ruth. The fact that I still know that guy's name and the fact that it's relative to deciding to sell Babe Ruth and the fact that I know the name of the play, no, no, Nanette, and I wasn't born until 60 years after it all happened, shows you the blunder of the 1918, uh, 1919 area, Red, era, Red Sox ownership group. And remember, the Red Sox won five World Series between, I believe, 1901-ish and 1918. And then we all know, 86-year break in between, 86-year drought in between. I'm not trying to be that doomsday guy. Um, I know people are probably feeling I'm going down that, that Dan Shaughnessy road right now. I think there's a lot of competency that this current ownership group did bring to the Red Sox organization when they bought the team about 20 years ago, whenever it was. That can't be disputed. The results speak for themselves. But when I see how much fun Mookie Betts is having and how the Dodgers have taken the mantle from the Red Sox as the not-Yankee big spender, good vibe, good aura, good energy, in the hunt every year team, you start thinking about it. As I see Chris Sale, somehow the guy signed a huge contract and he's only pitched 12 times since the 2018 World Series, or 11 times. He beat up a TV in Worcester, and then, curiously, he keeps not being able to come back to the big leagues, including falling off his bike and breaking his wrist, which I hope he's okay. I'm sorry that it happened, but... We're at peak Chris Sale right now, in which he gets hurt. He's Mr. Glass. He gets hurt. The only time he didn't get hurt was that 2018 season when they did win the World Series. So anyway, I just hope we're not in a space where, you know, I've got a child born in 1922. Sorry, I do not. I have <laughs> I have a grandmother born in 1921. I have a child born in 2022. What I'm saying is my grandmother, who was born in 1921, now that I get that correct, the fact that the Red Sox didn't win the World Series until 2004, when she was in her 80s, that's not what we're going for here for this generation that just was born recently. And I hearken back to the Patriots' final title in the Tom Brady era, and I believe it was New England's 11th title in whatever, X amount of years. But all the people with the young kids saying, oh, it's my seventh birthday, it's my fifth duck boat parade. Well, at some point that was going to end, and we all knew it was going to end. But what you don't want, and I'm old enough to remember the tail end of the last 20 years or so of, is another curse where people born in 2022 are going to have to wait until they're 60, 70, 80 years old to see a Red Sox team win again. I'm not trying to be Dan Shaughnessy. I'm not trying to be alarmist. But the 1918 thing was seared into our brains for a long time. And I just hope that 2018 is not seared in for the same reasons 20, 30, 50, 60, 80 years later. That's all. Anyway, filibusterfreestyle.com. Instagram at filibusterfreestyle. Twitter at FB underscore freestyle. You can find us, you can follow us. And again, Season Ticket Showcase, the launch is coming soon, the merch is coming soon, we're excited to share it with you. But in the interim, oh, and by the way, across 800,000 downloads just this week. So really quick 
less than a month between 700,000 and 800,000. The momentum, the momentum is great. We appreciate it. Tell a friend or two. We can always use a little bit more, little bit more momentum. And uh, yeah, hopefully at some point, if, if this thing continues, we can get over that million mark, which is um, definitely a cool goal we set when we started the thing. Um, and, and here we are 80% of the way there. So thanks to everybody who helps make that possible one download at a time.